Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hello and welcome back to Small Business School. Today, I'm so excited to bring you Jessica Abo. Jessica, I watched you from the outside on Entreprenisa and you were such a powerhouse on how you showed up on the podcast and how you show up getting people visible and their PR. And I was just like, as soon as I saw your charisma on the screen, I was like, okay, she's got to get on the podcast. She's got to share with people how she does it and all of her secrets. Um, I know you have some amazing ways you work with people, but I'm hoping you can give us some of the details today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be with you. I think you are the best and I'm excited for our conversation. Amazing. Can we start by um, hearing a little bit about your journey and like how you got into PR and helping people really show up their best way possible. I spent 20 something years working as a TV news anchor and news reporter. And toward the end of my career, I just realized I just didn't love covering hurricanes and bad stories anymore. You know, bad news, I should say. And I was in the middle of a hurricane actually. And I realized I am wet. I am exhausted. I've not seen my bed in 10 days. And I just don't have the hunger in me anymore to cover these kinds of stories. And I wanted to quit. And my mom was like, you can't quit without another job. So I started working six different jobs so I could put enough money to the side and break away from TV news. One of those things was writing a book. That was one of my projects that I took on in addition to the jobs. And when I signed my book deal and my book came out and I started to do my own press tour, I started to realize that the whole world opened up to me when I was on the other side of the camera. And I took all of the knowledge that I had from working in TV news, being the person that people were pitching all day, every day, you know, saying, please put me on the news or please put my book on the news or whatever it might be. And all of the knowledge that I gained from having a publicist myself when I went on my book tour. And I put all of that into a media training company. And I actually never wanted to do PR. But what ended up happening was after I would media train folks and they would have their sound bites and they would have their PR angles down and all of the camera confidence that they needed to go out in the world and share their story, they would say, well, you know everything about me and I'm so excited to get started. Can't you just do it? And I'd say, okay, fine, just this once because I had all of these contacts from being in the news for more than two decades. And going from just this once to doing it full time was definitely never part of the plan. But now I help people in several different phases and stages. We start often with branding and messaging for people who know they want to do PR, but they don't know what to start. They don't know where to start and they don't know what they want to say or what their story is. And then I media train them around those topics. And then I go out in the world and I book them a lot of press. So they have a robust media portfolio. And then when they feel like they've done all of that, we move on to TEDx talks and speaking and 
publishing books if that's what interests them. And that's like the the higher end of what I do. And the more tangible DIY route and done with you route are online courses and boot camps that I run. I just love this. Okay. I wasn't expecting to ask you about this, but books seem to be the new fad this year. It's like everybody's writing a book. And I think it's interesting that you know, what they're missing, what I see like between the successful ones and the ones who've written a book and it just goes on a shelf is the actual, like the press tour, the, the purposeful like plan behind it in what am I going to do with it? How am I going to get visible? Is that something that you, like you've done it well for yourself on it? Is that something you work with people on? And like, maybe you could share a tip or a trick with us. Yeah. So I actually have a client now we're working on his book. He'll be doing his publishing through a hybrid publisher and the book will be coming out in the summer. And we're already anticipating a press tour just specifically around the book itself. And the reason why press and books go hand in hand is that it's an easy hook to be able to pitch to someone like, you know, I have this book, it's coming out. I'd love to come on and talk about, you know, X, Y, Z topics that are the three biggest takeaways from the book. But really the biggest trend that I saw from this year is being able to take that material and make it connected to the news of the day. So what that basically means is if you have an opportunity where let's just take, uh, what would I take? What would I take? Um, Let's just take the war that's happening right now in the Middle East. Maybe you are an expert on sleep and your book is on sleep. Well, I wouldn't pitch to the world, you know, my name is Stacy and I wrote a book on sleep and I'd love to come and talk about like three healthy sleep habits. I would say right now, so many Americans and people around the world are consumed with the war going on and the images they're seeing come out of the Middle East on social media and sleep is being disrupted and I could come on and blah, blah, blah. And then the last question is, okay, so tell us about your book. So people, I think, need to think of themselves in two different angles. You know, lane number one is, you know, being able to talk about the topic at hand. Angle number two is being able to tie it into what's happening in the world and being flexible. Because oftentimes people will come to me and they'll say, but I just want to talk about my book as is. And I say, yes, but if you could talk about what your book means, you know, um, for college students who are applying for their first job or high school students who are about to take final exams, whatever it might be, if you can really just spin that idea on its head, you're going to open up so many PR doors. I love that. What I'm noticing here is that you're talking about when you have something that you need to do, you always have to be looking at who you're selling to. And in this case, like if you're delivering, like you want PR, you have to be able to talk to whoever you want to be a part of their show or you want to be on. And you're really looking at like, okay, how do I serve you? And I think that's something in business that we're just like missing too often right now is like, we're like, well, I have a book and I want to sell and we're so inward focused and we need to be looking at how do we serve the people? So I love how you kind of draw that connection of, you know, if you're pitching, how do you serve the greater good? It's not about your book and getting, not necessarily just about getting your book in people's hands, but like helping them through something and being able to connect those dots. So I love that. Yeah. You know, I think oftentimes people think of press working for them and marketing them. They don't realize that they're actually solving someone else's problem. So you have to think about the fact that these cable outlets and digital outlets, they have so, can you just hold on one second? Yeah.
I'm really sorry. It's okay. The editors will edit it out. Yeah, if yeah. you could edit that out, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, um, well, can you just repeat the question? Um, so you were talking about how like we're really trying to help the news outlets instead of asking them to help us, right? Yeah, I think people have to keep in mind that these stations and these digital platforms, many of them right now are understaffed. First, it was COVID. Now it's the war. People are doing jobs morning, noon, and night that aren't even in their job description. So when you think about pitching yourself, oftentimes people think about, about it through the lens of, I have a product, I want the world to know about it, or I'm the go-to expert and I want everyone to see me and I want to boost my credibility. But if you can think about what's happening in the world, what's trending, if there's a crisis going on and you're an expert and you can speak to that crisis, then that's just another way for you to be showing up and be getting the visibility that you're after, but doing it through the lens of how can I be of service? And that's one really wonderful way for the media and for you to build relationships. I love that because I always talk about how um, like uh, coming from the numbers standpoint, people are always like, oh, but I, do I lose the heart in my business? And it's like, no, because everything you do is about service. Like when you're selling something, you're serving your customer. But here, every interaction is like, how do I serve the greater good? How do I serve the people? So I really love that. So if we're keeping in mind, like, okay, when we're trying to get press for our business, this is um, one of the things we have to, we have to be thinking about in terms of, you know, actually achieving that. What are some of the steps before that, before we even start pitching that we need to um, really take into consideration? The place that I like to start is with two questions. The first is, why do I want press right now? And the second one is, what do I want that piece of press to do? Because people often make the mistake of thinking if they just spray and pray their idea, which basically means I'm going to email anyone I've ever met in my life, or I'm going to find every reporter under the sun, and I'm just going to take my press release if I have a press release, or take my idea if I have it written up and ready to go, and I just email it to the world, that someone will say a yes. But if you are someone who, let's just say, is an aviation expert, and you email someone who covers fashion and, and beauty, you might not get the yes that you're looking for unless there's a connection between fashion beauty and aviation. Maybe it's, you know, the crew is getting a, a new look with sustainable uniforms or something. Then, of course, that makes sense. But outside of that, you could be wasting your time. So if you ask yourself, what do I want that piece of press to do? That will then also guide you on where you want that press to land because you'll be more thoughtful with where you're pitching and you'll be more cognizant of where your consumer is and where they get information. And if you're not sure why you want press right now, some ideas could be, I want to get a book deal. I want to get paid speaking opportunities through corporations. I want more credibility for my business. I want logos for my website that simply just say, Jessica Avo, as seen in, as featured on, just to boost the credibility behind what I do. There's a whole host of reasons why you might want press. But what you want that piece of press to do will look different for everyone. So for me, if I'm doing a press tour right now, my goal is to raise awareness around the fact that I'm a media trainer and I have this online course and I have a boot camp. And the goal for me is to bring more people into my community so I can support them and see them go from unknown to newsworthy. Someone else might be looking for clients. Someone else might be looking for just awareness that their brick and mortar store is open because everyone has known them up until now as an e-commerce site. So when you think about what you want that press to do, the next 
iteration of that question is, well, where are those people that you might be reaching? And if I did 100 podcasts, which is something people, when they come to work with me, will say all the time, oh my gosh, I just did 100 podcasts this year. And I always say to them, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like that's 100 hours that you could have put elsewhere because most of the time, they're not sitting in front of the right audience. They just think all podcasts are created equal or all news outlets are created equal. And in, it, to some extent, yes, like getting some press and visibility is great. But if you're spending 100 hours in the wrong direction, then you're going to get frustrated that you didn't sell what you wanted to sell or you didn't you know, connect with the people you wanted to connect with. So there is a method to the madness and being thoughtful about where your people are and how to connect with them directly. Yeah, I love that working harder, not smarter. Like, there's zero reason you need to do 100 hours. And it's great to like, you know, get on a show and hone your skills and your speaking and get to practice because you have to start somewhere, right? And if they're not working with you or somebody to train them, then that comes with practice and getting on a show. But also, um, if you're not converting, maybe you have better questions to be asking yourself of like, I was on a lot of shows and this isn't converting. Why Why does that happen? Because um, we don't something work for free. Yeah, exactly. And there is something to be said about practicing, right? So I think it's great if you're going to go on a dozen podcasts to strengthen your media training skills, to tell your story and get to a point where you can do it in a really succinct and powerful way. But if after a while you're like, wow, no one is downloading my free gift or no one is calling and taking me up on my call to action if you offer people you know, a 15-minute call with you then I don't necessarily think it's always a matter of having the wrong offer or the wrong business. I think sometimes it's a matter of being in front of the wrong people. And it's a give and take because I'm in a world where I'll go speak on stages and I'll make an offer at the end. And I know my conversion rate typically. And if I'm above it or below it, there are so many factors that could play a part in that story. But there are some folks who will say, if you're not selling what you want to be selling, then you have the wrong offer. It's never the wrong audience. And I don't totally agree with that because if I'm speaking to a group of people and they have no interest in being in PR, they're not going to sign up for my services. They might be entertained. They might learn something new. If they have someone in their family who's in business, they might feel like, oh, I can go home you know, and when it's the holiday time or when it's, I don't know, a, a birthday party in the family or a graduation and we're all sitting around and chatting, I can be like, oh, I heard this person once say this. Have you ever tried it? And like, that will just be their party trick. But I do think that if you are thoughtful about where you're speaking and you are thoughtful about what those people need, so similarly to what news outlets need, then I think you're going to be solving a problem. And when you're solving a problem, I think you have a lot more success. Mm, I love that. Um, this might feel like a little bit of a rewind, but can you give me some examples of all the different ways that like press shows up? Because I think some people maybe don't connect the dots between podcasts. Um, you talked to gift guides this year. Like, can you tell me all the different like outlets that that really exists on? Sure. So at the print level, you have newspapers and you have magazines. When you are pitching a newspaper that goes to print, because some newspapers now are just online, but when you go to a newspaper or a magazine that is printing, you want to find out what is their printing timeline. So if it's a daily newspaper versus a monthly newspaper or quarterly newspaper versus a magazine, you want to get a sense of when do they actually go to print because then you want to backtrack how early you need to be pitching those outlets versus 
local news, which has hours of time to fill every single day. So you have TV shows, you have evening news, morning news, you sometimes will have lifestyle shows like, you know, Good Morning Sacramento, I'm making it up, but might have, you know, a 10 a.m. hour that's just lifestyle versus the 7 to 10 stint, which is their news program. Uh, moving on into digital, you'll have places like Forbes that has the magazine, but Forbes.com, which is the website. So some people will say, well, if I'm in Forbes.com, am I automatically published in the magazine? And the answer is no. So you want to know where you're going to be featured. And these days, given how important SEO is and given how much people Google information, I don't necessarily think in my opinion that it matters if you're in a magazine or if you're on the dot-com because you can still say that you were featured in these amazing outlets. For there are people who do feel like, no, I, I need to hold that magazine. Like I need to go to the bodega on, on my street and buy it and just hold it up and like, no, I'm in it. And I completely respect that. But after digital outlets and uh, magazines and TV shows, you have podcasts and radio opportunities. And I think all press is created equal in that being out there and practicing and telling your story to build up that portfolio in the beginning is great. But as you refine your message and you really get thoughtful around where you want to be and why, then not doing press all day, every day is completely fine because my clients do get to a point where they're like, thank you so much for that opportunity, but I'm actually just too busy to do it. And I completely respect and appreciate that too. You know, I love how you talk about refinement because I think that happens in business in general, like where we take on a lot of things and then we have to start pairing back and be more intentional about our time if we're going to grow. Um, I'm thinking even, you know, it's great to get featured a couple of times to have that cloud of like, hey, you know, what I have to say is is newsworthy and it has a lot of clout behind it. So you post, you know, Forbes on your on your website. But at some point getting that extra one or two doesn't necessarily like add a skill to your business. It doesn't add people to your business. Like if your website doesn't have a hit, Forbes is Forbes. You have to be looking at like, how, how are you going to use that? How are you going to share it with people and not just looking at them? So like, what's the return on your investment for another feature if you're not making use of it and getting it out there? This comes up with people all of the time because they'll think, okay, like take me, for example, I was on the Today Show the day that I launched my book, but I didn't sell a lot of books from that opportunity. I sold a lot of books from speaking and I sp sold a lot of books from uh, blogs that were I was on that really connected with my reader. And for me, being on the Today Show was more of a bucket you know, list moment of for, for the rest of my days, I'm introduced as Jessica Abo, who has been on the Today Show, Good Morning America, blah, blah, blah. And like for the work I do now, it really is meaningful that I've had that experience because I can explain to a client, this is what it was like for someone to pitch me. This is what I did to prepare. This is how I practiced. This is how I felt the day of. This is how I maximize my exposure. And the maximizing your exposure piece is everything because people will you know, go through something and it will be a 15 second clip or a five minute clip. And they're like, okay, I did it. I'm done. And I'm thinking and telling them, no, 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 you're just starting. How are you using that in your marketing? Are you putting ads behind it? Are you turning it into graphics on Canva? Are you 
cutting it up into smaller pieces that you're bringing it back onto social media. So there are just so many moments in time where people think, oh gosh, I posted it one time, the whole world has seen it. I don't want to be seen as obnoxious and be posting you know, constantly, but people only see 20% of what you post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's time to repost it more often. And if you want it to look like it's clout, like you really need to tell people about it, not just once. I do have one other question for you. I heard recently that when you're featured in like, let's say Forbes, that you can't just go and start using their logo on your website. You actually have to apply for it or like pay for it. Is that right? It might be. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say go out and freely do it. I would say research that I, I have been at this for 20 something years and I can tell you, oh, I've seen people do lots of different things with a clip that they did even with the newsrooms that I used to work with. Um, I, because I am not a lawyer, don't want mm-hmm. to give people the wrong information. I would say err on the side of caution and ask for permission would be my advice. And if there is a process to look into that process. Yeah, I thought it was so interesting. It like took me by surprise. And I don't know if it's Forbes. I use that as an example. But I think there are outlets out there that you actually have to ask for permission, like you were featured in it. But now if you want to use their logo, you need to ask to borrow it. Well, I'll tell you something that I come across now with my clients, which they are very surprised to learn. So there are people who will say, I can get you featured on, let's say, 40 different news outlets. And they don't mean featured in 40 different news outlets, meaning you've been interviewed, meaning you've been featured in a conversation where you are quoted. What they mean is that they can write a press release about your business and those 40 outlets can quote unquote, pick up the press release. So when you go to, you know, let's just use my last names, uh, my, my maiden name, ABO. If you go to WABOTV.com, I might see your press release, Stacey, but you weren't featured in a news story of mine. And there's a big difference. So I could see people not wanting their logos used as like, you know, uh, a showcase of the work of where you've been interviewed and showcased as the expert. If at the end of the day, all they did was take your press release and put it on their website. And these press release companies, they just pay a fee to post your press release that can be picked up by any of these outlets. And it's not the same as being interviewed because when I want to pitch you to Good Morning America, if they go to WATV.com and all they see is a press release, they're going to know right away that you were not interviewed, you were not on camera. There's like nothing to go off of other than the fact that they picked up a press release and they're not the same thing. So that could be a reason why uh, news organizations are being more aware of where their logos are being used. Oh, I love that. Okay. Um, Before we wrap up, I'd love to hear from you. If you have tips for people who have decided, and I'm talking like really thought through, like how does press fit into my marketing plan? Um, If you're writing the book, how is that going to lead into something else? Is it that you want to sell the books? Is it you want to sell your services? Like you've got the plan laid out, but they're like, okay, press is it. And I need to start showing up. What are some of the steps that they can start taking um, to show up well when they do this? What do they need to have in place? First, you have to figure out, do you want to be doing this on your own or do you want to be doing it with support? If you want to be doing it on your own, you want to be very organized in what your story is right now. What are your talking points? What are your key messages? 
And where do you want to take that? So when you do email someone, if you only have one chance to be in front of them, you're giving it your best shot. If you decide that you want support, there are people like me who have online courses that will hold your hand through the process, through modules and worksheets. Then there are people like me who have boot camps that you can sit in on where I teach live every week in a six-week period, and we workshop your material in a very small group week to week to week. So you have to figure out what it is you want to do and where do you need support and then what your budget is. But a lot of people make the mistake of saying, well, I don't have a million followers or I haven't made a million dollars or I haven't sold a million units. So I'll just wait to be media trained when I get to those points in my business and the press is coming to me. What they don't realize is that you don't know if the news is going to break tomorrow and every news outlet in America is going to be looking to talk to someone like you. And if that's the case, you want to be ready. And that just happened to someone who signed up for my boot camp. He signed up on a Thursday. I got a call from a major news network on a Friday asking me for the, the very expert that he is. And he didn't have any of the stuff he needed to be prepared. And they were like, he's just not ready. But when he is ready, let us know. We'd love to have him on. So you won't, you don't know when your opportunity is going to come and you want to be ready for when it does. Mm, I love that. Okay. Thank you so much for your time and your expertise. And we'll link in the show notes. Um, you have a free offer for people to look at their talking points, I believe. Right. And I guess. Okay. Amazing. Um, I know that you have these amazing programs where really in, in general, not just with yourself, but in general, I will say you pay for accessibility. So whenever people are looking to like either pay for a course or pay to be in a small group or pay for one-on-one -on -one kind of services, you're always paying for accessibility and how fast you really want to get there. If you're paying for something less expensive, you're probably going to learn at like reading a book and then you got to go figure out how to apply it yourself. And then you have to make sure you've got the time to practice. So um, when people are making investments, I always encourage them to like really assess like what do you need from it and have your expectations set accordingly with what you're investing in. But we'll link um, everything in the show notes so people can get access to you because I love that you said like you have to be ready earlier. And especially if you're a business that sells across the borders, like you're selling beyond just your hometown or even if you are in your hometown. Um, you really have to be ready for that press because we are in a world where like we need eyes on our business. Everybody it's, we're recording this, you know, December, 2023, we're in the midst of holiday buying and everybody's saying from a small business perspective, like there's not enough eyes on my business. And so we have to start seeking that out. So appreciate your time and your expertise, Jessica, and um, we'll link everything in the show notes for everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know, you want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.